How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children. Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Soka. I want to wish you a happy Father's Day and just acknowledge how that uh, role as father brought you actually into my life and mm. how we met when you walked with your little girl into this circle of women that made flower crowns and you're like, oh, this is so beautiful. And I could see that you brought your little girl to this circle of mothers and you're like, I, I want that for you. And your attentiveness as a father to just feel like to know where to go to find what you need for your little girl. And that really struck me. Yeah, thank you. There's so much to life. There's so much to being a parent. There's so much to being a partner. Just a being in this world. And there's part of me that wants to put aside this idea that, you know, sto storytelling is <laughs> solves it all. Storytelling does everything. Because life has so much richness and so many ways that I'm connected with my daughter, with you, Silka, and many other friends and family. I'd like to invite you to Go back to that place, and I invite all fathers to go back to that place before you became a father. And then this anticipation that you had as you watched um, the mother grow this baby, and you, you stood by as you watched this little being growing. And then at one point, you, you get to actually hold it in your hands that first moment, and what a life-changing experience that was. Yeah, that, that, that helps me touch in a little bit. I remember when we spoke a month or so ago about the importance of stories of motherhood for Mother's Day. I remember so much as my daughter was, was growing in the womb and all the thoughts and ideas that I had about what being a father was, what a, what a baby was, what, who, who I was as a being, who I was as a human. And I remember how much that was, it was shattered actually when my daughter was born. That image or story of who I was really changed. And, and there, was, there was difficulty in that. It, there was even a, a while that it was hard for me because I felt a, a loss of something in a way. I, felt, I immediately felt the connection and the, the, the beauty and the addition into my life, but I did also feel this loss of the life and uh, this internal story of who I was. It took a long time to kind of land on my feet. 
And interestingly enough, right about when that happened is when I got divorced. That also really shattered this internal story of who I was and what I was doing. Hmm. And it was shortly thereafter that I met you, Silka. And it was my relationship with my daughter that I want to say brought me home, that allowed me to let go of, of what I thought I had lost and be present with the beauty that I, that I indeed have. Hmm. With my daughter, with you, with just within my own life. And sometimes, often when, when we speak about telling stories, it, in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm always aware of the internal stories that are playing in my mind. I don't speak of that too much because I think that that gets, uh, you know, it gets complicated and twisted around a lot. And I don't consider myself an expert. I focus on kind of, in some sense, the playfulness and the sweetness of telling stories with children. And yet, I'm extremely aware of especially my own internal stories. And I am particularly aware of the internal stories of my daughter and also my students and the other children in my care. It's deeply important to me. And so when I share stories with the kids and also in my actions, because it's not just storytelling, one of my deepest goals is to help foster beautiful stories within the children for themselves. I'm speaking about those, those internal ideas of, oh, I'm, I'm not smart enough, or I don't get enough attention, or I am happy, I am content, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I did well in school. I, I'm proud of how I handle my friendships and my social situations and all these different things. Would you mind actually talking a little bit about your own relationship with your own father? Because Steve Biddulph, who wrote a book called Manhood and who also writes books about boys, um, he speaks about the importance of fathers in the lives of boys that basically allows these boys later to become fathers. And in the absence of the father, uh, which happened really throughout the Industrial Revolution, that fathers became absent in the home, they were not necessarily around their children all the time, came home late from work, they were the providers. And in it, something got lost. The fathers actually lost out, the, the mothers oftentimes were stressed or they held it that like my role is to be the 
caretaker of the child and I've seen you actually make a really beautiful shift in also you you and your ex-wife you have such a beautiful way that you transitioned through your divorce and that you both hold parenting with this mutual respect and I, what I always saw is that you you must have had a father present in your life that was just really there for you and maybe you can speak about your own father experience. Yeah, Silke, you know this. I, I just love my dad so much. He was a, and is a wonderful man. And boy, he just always was to me. He, he was a provider. He did go to work. He had a very nine to five job. But he was always present and attentive to me and my brother he was he was very available to us emotionally psychologically with his time not overly devoted you know not he didn't hover around us he gave us a lot of freedom but you felt like he came home when he came home from work you had a feeling he actually came home to you yeah i, I very much did mm -hmm. i know that work weighed on him but he did when he came home, he was home, and he was present. And uh, boy, there's I could just go on and on about my dad, but I think that you're right in that way. I think that that uh, my own interest in my daughter and in raising all these kids and students and uh, just all the work with with kids and and with other fathers surely is rooted in in the relationship with my own dad who has been such a rock in so many ways for me i've experienced that blessing in my life i've become uh you know i i want to say this just for for listeners because my my mother my birth mother died when i was about one year old and so that had a major impact on me and my family in my life and um and yet i I, f I feel her very present in my life too. And so as I talk about my father, I'm not, I'm not doing it at the exclusion of my mother, who's very present for me. And, and my, my father did remarry later. And uh, the woman that I call mom uh, raised me. And, and there's another, another woman, my Aunt Marge, uh, who, who cared for me in those in-between years, all of which are really important mothers to me. So I don't want to overemphasize father. And yet I also want to just speak the sweetness of that relationship with my dad and also something that I've noticed in my life because, you know, I took it for granted. I, I thought that I know that some people have difficult relationships with their parents, mothers and fathers both. And um, yet as I came into adulthood and, and, and talked with friends and acquaintances and people, it's, um, I find it's very rare that I run into somebody else who expresses uh, the same, I wanna say fondness. Most everybody will express love for their father, respect, appreciation. But my dad is like, oh my gosh, I would just hang out with my dad all day long. <laughs> you know, I would never, I wish I, I, wish I did have more time with him. And, uh, and, and yes, there are other, men and women in the world who have that relationship with their fathers, tremendous. 
Um, but there are a lot that I know that do not have that. It's th That is part of what inspires me in my work that I at least attempt to do with fathers. And that that is what led me into storytelling. I have a root interest in helping parents, and in particular fathers, uh, bond with children because I have tasted the fruit of just how sweet it is. And I've also, now and now I experience it with my own daughter, and I've had a lot of conversations with men and women. And every now and again, I'm, you know, you meet somebody who's just really grounded in life. Maybe they're successful, maybe their life is actually quite simple, but they just have this inner light, this something. And I've started asking those people, hey, what, you know, what are your parents like? You know, what's your relationship with your, with your mom and dad? And, and it, again, it's both mom and dad, but because I'm a man, I do sometimes focus on the fatherhood piece. And I find that so often when I meet those people that just, wow, do they have it? They just have it. Almost always they report back to me. Oh, well, my father, he was, boy, he was there for me. Boy, did he show up emotionally, physically, financially, all the, all the pieces, whatever it is. And it's beautiful when you see somebody like that. And I want that for my daughter, who, yeah, I do. And um, boy, I want that for every child on the planet. And, and there, is, there is a funny, um, you know, when you, when you get into the study of fatherhood, um, which I have a good bit, it's a sad subject. When you start researching fatherhood, what you come up with is all the statistics about how fathers are not showing up for their kids. This is what gets emphasized. This is what's in the national news stories. It's what's in the statistics. It's what's in the fatherhood organizations is there is a huge emphasis on the problem of fatherhood. Um, I think that in itself is a bit of a mistake because we're emphasizing the wrong thing because there are a lot of wonderful fathers out there. But this that is the very thing that has led me into storytelling. Because, because storytelling is a universal way for any human to bond with any other human. And it is a way for parents to bond with kids. It costs nothing. It's a skill that every person has. And it is it's deeply meaningful and bonding when you really sink in and share stories, whether they're just wild imaginative stories or whether they're the story, life stories, telling stories about your family and, or what happened in the day. But when you take those moments to share that with your child, your child feels seen, feels cared for, feels re wanted, recognized. You've spoken about this so much, Silka how that happened in your life with, with, with your mother and father and with your grandparents and how your grandparents took the time to tell you stories. Well, yeah, I would say my grandfather almost stepped in for my father, so did my grandmother. And so this is the other thing in, in family situations where the father is not able to be present. Sometimes another person can step in and there can be the grandfather or there could be an uncle. 
The thing is that the uh, a healthy male figure is basically it's so vital for the growth of a healthy child because even the little girl has that masculinity inside of her that she needs to test, that she needs to... There is something Steve Biddulph talks about, the dads are the ones that do the wrestling primarily with the children. And you can come into a house and you'll see oftentimes you know, the, the women are more the nurturers. It doesn't have to be like that. Like I'm a pretty rough and tumble girl myself. But uh, there is something in like wanting to prove your strengths with your dad when you wrestle mm -hmm. with him and when he chases you. And you see the dads that throw their babies up into the air and they catch them and they have this laughter and this like this confidence I got you and this joyfulness that comes out of the child of like my daddy and, and in the kindergarten oftentimes the oh well my dad he geek and whatever he drives even a bigger tractor or my dad he is the strongest one and then sometimes in the absence of daddy um, a superhero can actually sometimes take place because it becomes this um, imaginary masculine figure like Spider-Man who is this great daddy. But, but we want to bring actually a real, it's, it's wonderful if the father is present, but if a father is not present due to any circumstances, it is really important for a, a young child to have a, like a male teacher, like you are stepping in, for example, for children that don't have a father in their life, but you are that presence, even in your classroom. You know, you don't take the role of the dad, but you become a masculine presence that's reliable and it actually gives a sense of protection and guidance and warmth. And I care about you. And of course, I will help you to grow, be the strongest that you can be. And that is so, so important to have that in the lives of our children. And I would also like to say what really touched me as a woman was when I saw how you celebrated Father's Day, that you took your little girl up into the mountains uh, to the wild roses and you picked rose petals with her and made rose water. And I'm like, oh, that's such a sweet thing to do. And of course, you could also take her to a soccer game or take her to the baseball field or cook with her. But this, like... You and I, we, you know, we have each other. And you know that I'm always, like you can always draw on my presence even when you grow up. Just like you know your dad is ever present for you. Mm. And so that you are right now doing this so your girl, when she grows up, she can move to the other side of the world and she will feel your presence. And it is her strength. And most women that you look at uh, also that stand in, in strong leadership positions oftentimes have dads that really have encouraged them to like be the best they can be. And they believe in their little girl and, you know, or in their little boy. And I don't want to so much do the boy-girl thing, but for every child, this beautiful masculine energy that's like a father, that's like the sun that warms the seed to grow. 
that's like a protective fence that like says you're safe with me. Mm -hmm. It's important. Mm -hmm. And I wish that for all of our listeners to find, to, to really look around in your own family circle, to acknowledge the father that is present, to help the father that is maybe not quite there yet and to say what will it take that we can support you to be the best father you can be. Hey everyone, Joseph Saracy here. We're going to get back to the podcast in a second, but I want to share a few announcements. First, thanks for listening. We love your comments and questions too, so keep them coming. You can reach us on our About page at howtotellstoriestochildren.com. Second, please rate this podcast and write a review if you have the time. It makes it easier for other folks to find us. You can also pledge $4 at Patreon and help keep this podcast alive and free for everyone. Third, the relaunch of our book is scheduled for June 22nd. We're going to be announcing lots of extra events, interviews, and giveaways in the next few months, so stay tuned. If you're not already on our mailing list, you can sign up at howtotellstoriestochildren.com. Finally, we're delighted to announce that the book has 15 foreign editions and counting, including Chinese, German, Japanese, Spanish, Korean, Arabic, and a whole lot more. So wherever you're listening, you're bound to find a copy soon. Okay, now back to the episode. You know, it's so interesting because you use this word masculine and, you know, I think, you know, the, the buzzword <laughs> these days, you know, you hear a lot about toxic masculinity, right? Um, and I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't pretend to really even fully understand all the, the pieces and implications of that. I think there is something real there. And I also think that there's something so beautiful in the way that men can be. And um, fatherhood re can, really can bring that out. And you spoke of this earlier that yes, fatherhood, fatherhood has almost become a joke culturally. Culturally, when you see a father in a, in a movie or a TV or something like this, Usually the father is represented as kind of a bit of a bumbling idiot. <laughs> that's, that's our cultural image of fatherhood. Not exclusively. There are some good fathers out there represented, father, you know, kind of archetypes or whatever. But that's, that's common. Or, um, you know, maybe kind of like the nasty father. And um, I think something I really believe in is, is holding up the image of the loving father. Boy, the wonderful father, because there's lots of them. There's there's really lots of them out there. And again, I'm I'm going to tie it back to storytelling in that way, in that it's true. Now, not only fathers but mothers, a lot of parents are out there working. You know, we really are providers. That has really, of course, the world has always been that way. But families, a hundred, two hundred years ago. Mom and dad were working hard, but they were there with you. You know, you were together. Now mom and dad are gone throughout the day. And then you come home and then you're tired. Um, and that's real. And especially fathers, you know, we have this sense of provider. But a child just so wants also that attention and presence. And that is something that we can do with storytelling. We can show up. And, and there's something I have... you. Sometimes I have conversations with other 
people who talk about dad stories as if there's this this quality of a dad story, which is often a funny story or a, a kind of wild uh, or adventurous story. There's this, um, whether that's true or not, doesn't exactly matter. But there's a lot of people who go, oh, you know, my husband or, you know, or my dad, boy, you know, he tells stories. And um, when anybody, whenever anybody says that, it's, you know, it's beautiful. You know, they're, they're sharing this love and this connection. You feel this connection. And there's something about it that, that is just so deeply meaningful. And it's something that I do want to encourage in men and fathers out there is sometimes we come home from work or whatever it might be, or maybe we have some concerns in our minds about bills or life or fixing the car. You know, we could be so focused on these things and it could be hard to drop that so that we can sit there and, and actually truly connect with our children. But it's so meaningful when we do. And, and storytelling, it is not the only way. <laughs> it is not some magic pill and solution, but it is a good one. It is a good one. And it's, and it's free. And, and, and there really is incredible good evidence that we are all storytellers. It's, it's what a human is. We're all capable of listening to and understanding stories, and we're all capable of telling them. And engaging in that activity with your children, it will lead to intimacy. It will. It does not matter what the story is. <laughs> you will walk away from those experiences feeling bonded and your child will too. That is the thing that is going to, it, it, it gives them that internal story that says, my dad shows up for me. He, not only does he put food on the table, he gives me his time. He sits there. He talks with me. I hear the inflection in his voice. I hear his stories when they're funny. I hear them when they turn sad a little bit. I hear them when they get exciting. I, 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 I live through these emotions with my dad. And yet, and it's safe. And it's safe. And we're doing it together. Um, it's just an incredible, rich, and beautiful experience. Yeah, I'd like to... Uh, share this experience that I had with you that uh, I was listening with your daughter to an audiobook which normally I don't do and on that note I had been listening to La Llorona with her and I hadn't listened ahead so I didn't know that we would have gotten to this very scary place and then you walked in and we did listen to the story to the end and then we both realized that the story was a little bit too much for, for your little girl. And what you did that was so beautiful was that you actually picked up that story later and you said, well, I'm going to retell that story. And I know in one of our podcasts, you actually have that story. But your trust in, in your little girl to not let the story overpower her and then have sleepless nights for, you know, whatever whole year because she's so afraid of the story, 
your story was actually able to override the story she listened to and uh, and then she knew like oh i'm safe with my daddy because he actually his story is more powerful and even the la llorona story is a very old story it is very well rooted in these lands you oh, you were able with your father's love and with your attention to help your daughter find her safe ground again. And that that's, was so beautiful to see. And so I, I wish that for the fathers to also know if your child has scary experiences in school or there is something going on in their life or they have listened to stories of zombies from someone and they can't sleep. Your connection and your ability to tell a story that can override these scary things and let your child know I'm safe. Yeah. I got your back. Daddy is here. Yeah, that 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 surely that was one of the most powerful experiences of my life. And I think that you're exactly right. And it's it's partly what I mean about these internal stories that we live with, right? Sometimes those internal stories are about ourselves, but sometimes we just, you know, sometimes we watch a movie or we read a book or somebody tells us something that, yeah, it can bring up fear. And especially in a young child who, who, is, who does not have the, uh, you know, brain development yet to really handle that. Um, and sometimes what we do is we cycle through those stories. When we're in that storytelling relationship, with our children, it allows us to witness that, notice, oh, so there's, there's this storyline running in this child's mind and it's bringing, it's bringing up fear, it's bringing up stress, it's bringing up anxiety, it's bringing up self-doubt. Hmm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in there with them. I'm not going to shove my way in. I'm not going to, I'm going to do it subtly. I'm going to listen to that story and I'm going to help shift it. Shift that story to a safe place. It's such a powerful tool. It's just so incredibly rich and powerful. And I, I do just strongly believe that every person on the planet can do it, but it takes doing it. It takes the practice. It takes that relationship of showing up on a daily, weekly, whatever basis so that when those difficult moments happen, you can, you can walk in with that, right? With that beautiful father energy and say, ah, ha, 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 rest your head because you're safe. We are safe. Let me tell you, let me tell you this story. Let me paint the picture for you that demonstrates how secure we are, how loved you are, how good life is. It's just such a precious thing. Well, thank you, Silka, for just speaking a little bit. I hope this conversation makes sense to our listeners, how we're, we're tying together these story elements and fatherhood 
Cele celebrating Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. Yeah. And your children out there. May we, as humans, learn to, uh, to just treat each other with that love and respect, treat our children with that love and respect that we all crave. Yeah. And I'd like to also thank all the men that are stepping in to support fathers, mm -hmm. that share their wisdom and that support mothers. And I, I just, yeah, I know that that means so much. And it helps us women to actually reshape our own story about the the image of the father and to feel that strength. So it's it, it's working together. And uh, so thank you to all the men out there. And if you're on the path of learning, wanting to learn more about fatherhood, I yeah I wish that you can. You know, look for good mentors and know they're out there. And there is actually support. And, uh, you know, may you have the courage. May you have that courage. It's actually, it's a warrior path. Because I think for men, oftentimes it's like you have been trained to, you know, be the strong one. And in parenting becomes can be such a vulnerable thing. So I really uh, encourage you to embrace the parts that are not easy and to say, I'm, I'm willing to look for some guidance. And, and I really applaud you for having that courage. So thank you. Mm. you know, Steve Bidoff is a good place to start. Yep. Um, which who you mentioned earlier. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Happy yep. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Thank you for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, an acclaimed new book empowering parents and teachers across the world. A new edition is due out in 15 languages from Houghton Mifflin Harcourt in June of 2021. You can find more story ideas at howtotellstoriestochildren.com and on our Facebook page. You can also submit questions and topics. We like to hear from you. And by pledging $4 on Patreon, you can help us keep this podcast alive and free for everyone. Together, we can spread the intimacy and joy of storytelling, one family at a time.